<laughs> Welcome to another episode of Rec Talk. So, Bobby Banerjee coming in on short notice to save the day. No Thank worries. Thank you very much. Yeah, I heard, I heard you needed an Asian substitute, so yeah, I thought I'd bring did, myself in. Yeah, can you rap or dance? <coughs> uh, no. No, I, I, I. But there's no proof that Sanjay can because he was supposed to come here today and he nah, didn't. Nah, we've got a couple of clips and we'll just slide those we'll in. Call it, yeah, we'll right. call him out and get him rapping for us for next yeah, time. Yeah, no, yeah. Do you know when we're like transitioning between like <coughs> slides and stuff when you like in post production, just chuck a, a bit of Sanjay dancing in, in the middle. <laughs> kind of like they do in Fight Club. Have you seen in Fight Club where they do that? They trim the film and then every now and again he just throws like a nude picture. Yeah, in there. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, Bobby, thanks, thanks for coming back in. Um, I guess we we got off camera. We were talking about um, the the recruitment industry and how we're always slowest to react to marketing to trends to kind of totally. where the world is moving mm. it's come up a few times in like previous podcasts and stuff <coughs> as well where we're just like it's we're the problem yeah, yeah. Industry, yeah. Right? like just consumerism in, in, in itself and then you made the point kind of uh, off camera which is like the way we buy our buying journey our consumerism all of that sort of stuff is just totally different now and and are things like i mean I, i'm not believing cold calling is dead but are things like cold calling on a massive decline are things like mail shots on a decline and all the other bits that go with it yeah i mean and yeah. the podcast, that's it. There you <laughs> go. Cheers. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get <coughs> sitting on the fence vibes here. But yes and no. In mm. the how we use the phone has changed, and I, as as you know from previous podcasts, I'm a massive nerd, and I'll happily look into the data. <laughs> Not mine, but I'll make some data. And um, I was looking at, I was looking at some U-Switch data the other week, mm. and we're using the phones to make calls ten percent less year on year. Wow. So, nine point two specifically. But oh, that changes my thought. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought so. I knew it would. But um, so if we're if we're using the phone to make and receive phone calls ten yeah. percent less year on year, and that doesn't matter what age, that was across a, a wide span of ages. Our attitude with that mobile device is changing, mm -hmm. and how we receive calls, how we make calls, is going to be different. And we were we were talking off air about how we buy things nowadays, mm -hmm. like. I can't remember the last time, you know, I'm looking at my shoes and I'm going, I bought those in a shop, but I did all my research online. So, and I've been hitting this point for yeah. the last, at least five or six episodes, which is that I don't dislike sales. I just think people who work in sales and sales leaders are just for some reason don't want to acknowledge the fact that buyer behavior and consumer behavior has changed. Totally. It's no longer about, I'm going to inform you about something you knew nothing about, <coughs> and in the space of this phone call, we're going to agree a further action, which is going to push you into a transaction, right? Well, an example of that buyer journey um, is you could go back 10 years. Mm. When I was in car sales, even then, we used to be like, people coming knowing what spec is already on a car, because yeah. they've done their research. Years and years ago, if you wanted to buy a car, we'd be like, Oh, do you know what? I want to buy a hatchback or a four by four, whatever. And then it'd be you'd like, what features all... do you want? And you'd have to yeah. explain but all of those that, things. Though, you'd go to all these different dealerships and you'd have to sit down, go through the demo, the test drive, and all that sort of stuff. Oh, I like the look of this one. Yeah, okay, let's let's drive that one. I can't make a decision today because I haven't looked at the Ford or I haven't looked at the Vauxhall or I haven't mm -hmm. looked at wherever, wherever, wherever. Other cars are available. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that changed. Unless you're sponsoring us. But. By the time I, I was in car sales, people were already like, right, actually, I know I like this brand. Yeah. These are the other brands I'm comparing it to. This is the particular model that I'm looking at. I know you do it in this particular color. I just need to understand now whether I actually like the car or not. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, that's exactly how I bought 
bought my card <coughs> most recently. It was like I knew I, I whittled it down to about three or four ideas. Mm-hmm. I knew what spec I wanted because we're more informed than we ever were before. I, I, I liken it to the McDonald's, the, kind of the, the McDonald's era, where. When, when, dare I say, we were younger, mm-hmm. you'd just eat it because it was a treat. You didn't care what was in it. You didn't care anything. No. Now... Pink gloop. Yeah, right? Whatever mm. it was, right? No. And now you need to know where the chickens have come from for your nuggets. You need to know that because the horse meat scandal, where your, where your beef is coming from. Mm-hmm. And McDonald's have had to change the way that they approach their marketing to make you feel comfortable, Even considering like, yeah. the amount of bad press they've had over the years. Yeah, and yet they're, they're no still... longer talking about the quality of the burger. They're talking about the journey of what's in the, that particular burger. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, e- things like the calories that are in there as well and the totally. nutritional benefits, all that sort of stuff. They're we have so much more info. all of the ingredients, aren't they? Let's take that example mm. then, and put that in the recruitment world because yeah. for some reason in recruitment, we love I McDonald's. Keep, I, you know, yeah, we do. <laughs> no, but I keep telling you how great my candidate is. Yeah. Yeah. My candidate is ACCA qualified. My candidate so what? Do, is a six-year .NET developer. My candidate has worked in the nuclear engineering space for six years. So what? It's feature dumping, isn't it? Right? Absolutely. Uh, because feature, so, because I, I remember in sales training 101, features advantage benefit, benefit right? Yeah, that's uh, the phones for you when you're doing it. Forget it. <laughs> Because actually, we know what the features are. As, yeah. as people nowadays, yeah. we know what the features I are. Yeah. I can tell what the advantages are, but tell me what the benefit is to me, because that's the part we don't know. So how do I give you a... So I, I, how do I I'm, give you the ingredients of a candidate? Yeah, right? I, yeah, I'm calling you cold, right? So I don't know who you are, and yeah. I'm like, right, uh, you don't know me. Uh, you've responded to a mailer, or you've responded to me in some way that's... that's Put us on the phone together. Yeah, you mm-hmm. provided a buying signal in in whatever, whatever manner. Capacity, that yeah, we'll go on to that later. But let's yeah. So I've now called you. How do I, without knowing who you are, what you're about, what your teams like, all that sort of stuff? How do I sell you the benefit of the candidate that I'm working with, or using my services for that man? Ask. I guess, yeah, asking, do I care about you? No offense to any recruiters out there. Do I care about you and what you can do, or what can you give to me? Okay. So in theory, if I'm looking at that candidate. What what you know? I, I speak to lots of hiring managers that aren't recruitment managers mm-hmm. because I'm really fortunate to keep in touch with lots of people in, in that area. They don't care about who you are and what your process is. They'll they'll think about that later. What if you're specking a CV? If that's the thing that we're talking about right now, I want to know what is the time, quality, and cost benefit to me of having mm-hmm. this person because I've obviously I've obviously thought to buy this thing. <coughs> Or, or I've wanted to entertain this conversation, but how does this person give me ROI on what I'm what I'm doing? So if that's a thousand pounds a day contractor, mm-hmm. let's call it five grand a week, thirteen weeks. That's what sixty five grand. Mm-hmm. You don't count, damn it, not us. So I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. I knew that was going to pop up again. <laughs> yeah, we get Rachel Riley over here doing some numbers <laughs> for us just to make sure. But, but hang on, wait, wait. But if that person, yeah, you're right. It is. 65, it is. Uh, but that, it, by spending sixty-five thousand yeah. pounds, I'm going to save five hundred and fifty. That makes things more interesting. But how do I know that? No, but Be- it's, it's, by so asking the right questions, let, we don't ask say, the right let, questions. Pause there for a second. Yeah, yeah. What's really like key there is, we will send a mail shot out and spec a, ca- a good candidate that we and look that at. That person will have C sharp, ASP, yeah, any or, number we'll of benefits. Feature, right? We'll feature dump. No, it's not even no, benefits. It's just it's feature any dumping. Any number of features. Absolutely. Bobby will email me back and say, look, look at this candidate, let's go. At that point, if we're honest with ourselves, do we press pause and go, right, what is it about this CV, Bobby, that you've decided is good? Or do we go, fucking yes, book that interview, get that candidate over the line? Of course because not. We and, all and go down a, that route. That's the first question yeah. I ask clients now, but it wouldn't have been the first question I'd have no. asked clients when I was a recruiter. No. 
because I don't I don't think yeah. you know why are we having this conversation the to those questions are, are in that CV right the mm. ingredients that have spoken to you are in that CV but we don't know what that is but totally. for some reason we just don't seem to want to ask <laughs> because it because that means <coughs> that means spending too long and dare I say and, and again this is not throwing shade on lots of recruitment managers out there but people are being told you need to wrap these things up and you need to be going through as many people as quickly as humanly possible. Is, so can we spend the amount of time? It's is, is there a fear factor within that as well of looking dumb to the client? <coughs> like I've just thrown them at the wall and it's stuck and I want to... I think there's a couple stock. of things with that though, really. I think, I think once you get that message back or once you get that bite back from a client, I think there's, there's a few things. Number one is how long has it been since you fucking build first, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's going to play an important part for a lot of these guys. Mm. The second thing is... How many other clients has this um, has? Or sorry, how many other recruiters has this client responded to? And is it? Are you trying to just get the candidate in front of them so you engage them into a process? And then the last thing is also going to be how much pressure are you getting from your mm. hiring manager or for your from your boss to be like, totally. just get the fucking interview booked in, just do that, just do that, just mm. do that. And how strong can you be to put two of those things out whilst you're having the first conversation? Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. And it's really difficult. It's, it's what I talk to people about what, mindset what about the ingredients a lot. on this CV that you've really picked up on in exactly the way McDonald's and mm. picked up on holy shit people want to know what's in our chicken nuggets and what's in our beef burgers we need to now tell that story if you can identify what that story is then guess what Mr. Mr. Client or Mrs. Client I can find you another four of these and I can totally. eat, and, and I can sit down to my, my boss and say listen recruitment manager I've now doubled tripled or quadrupled my chances of filling this role because I've identified what they want and why that's important to them. And now I can replicate that candidate who we just passively right. sent out on a spec in the hope that it would be of interest. Now I know what's interesting so I can find more of those. <coughs> totally. And this is where, this is where I, 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 I will hammer on that references are really important. If you can take a good reference for each candidate, that is the sales pitch in itself. Mm -hmm. And my problem was, again, S3 are the, are the, are the kings and originators of... You're X3? Uh, believe it or not, yeah. Wow, it's, it's not, not in your LinkedIn, LinkedIn profile. <laughs> no, not at all. No, yeah. I just don't put it anywhere. It's um, everyone yeah, everyone's got a headline, yeah. Andy Hallett with well, looking like, at you, mate. Like, <laughs> X3, Facebook meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, like it's something. But what we, what we don't... I've, I've completely forgot my so train of thought. Where sorry. was I going with that? You were saying that uh, S3 references. Uh, references. Yeah, references, right? So yeah. what we generally tend to do is take a reference and then at the end of the sales call, uh, the reference call, because see, I, I call it a sales mm -hmm. call straight away because we say these these words, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't oh, ask, I ask what's going that. on at your place, right? Forget that. Let's take the reference for a reference because that reference is a more powerful tool than selling to someone mm -hmm. who, who thinks that they're going to get sold to anyway. So using that reference and, and understanding why this person was really good in their last job to take it to their next job mm -hmm. is so much more powerful because then, you know, what money well, did they say? The aren't you? Aren't Again, you're, you're fab, taking all the benefits saying, from... Give me the fab. <coughs> give me the benefit part of the fab because I know the features, totally. I know the advantages. I need the benefit for Joe Bloggs when he was or she was in your business so that I can now sell that back over to the place I want to but not just, But not just that. Let's be honest. Me as the recruiter... I have a financial incentive for sending this candidate over. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The candidate gets a financial incentive for saying that they're really good at what they do yeah. without any backing up. Backing yeah, up. Evidence, the, yeah. person, the person that can provide impartial objective evidence is a reference. Mm -hmm. They get nothing for it and it's a peer in their network. So why wouldn't you use that as an approach? Mm -hmm. And the other thing to point on that as well is it looks really shitty if you call up with the intention of I'm calling to get a reference but the entire premise of your phone call is, I don't give a shit about the reference. What I actually want is to be able to BD you. 
Totally. And it, it, it's, it's very deceptive. So this, com- <coughs> this comes back to that kind of changing in biobehavior because there's also, a, people are a lot more wised up now, right? Totally, we're so a lot much more, more wised up. Not just, not just on the candidate front, but even the clients are now mm. wised up. They know why you're ringing. They know, they expect, they're expecting you to be like, oh, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask, right? So you talk anything, about- they're weirded out if you don't do that. Yeah. Signpost yeah, it. Yeah. If you're going to do it, be transparent, right? Signpost it. Listen, uh, Bobby, I'll, I'll pop the call in because A, I want to get a reference on knitting, but actually at the end of that call, I also want to talk to you about your recruitment needs. You've got yeah. five seconds for that. Amazing. You're contracting the call. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to do yeah. that? And at the end but, of that but call... That's, that's what people um, <coughs> respond more positively to because you're being upfront and honest about no what BS. you're planning on doing. Exactly. Yeah. I'm telling you exactly how it's going to go. Because of bio behaviour. Because mm. bio behaviour is now, I don't want to be tricked and sold to give and, it and, to me straight yeah, tell me what mm-hmm. what it is and i'll tell you whether i'm interested or mm. not right and yeah uh, I, I think that that's there's such a massive kind of learning piece within just that because so what what industry though are people getting it right in then because if we if we kind of look away from okay so we've got the mcdonald's thing and, the, and, yeah, and yeah. The, there's that buyer journey but let's i mean you touched on on estate agencies we touched on car sales but what industry is like is has got it cock on and we're just looking at it thinking we're just not applying any of that. I think, I mean, I know Innocent got it right for a long time. The smoothies. Mm-hmm. The smoothie company. They they didn't really <coughs> need to sell too much because their marketing strategy was so good. And I know that's a whole other thing that we probably want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But as far as as far as the sales thing, I mean, we, I, I guess in recruitment, we look up to the, the software sales and SaaS world. Yeah. To start off with, are they getting it right? It, but if you take it apart, what mm. works and what are they doing that's, that that works well, right? But and that's what we don't do. We look at an entire industry, we're like they got it right, but we don't actually look at the okay. Where can we now transfer yeah. these little? The short answer is we don't know. Yeah, I think the short, yeah. you know, the really easy thing is to say we don't know where things work because we don't look enough outside our own bubble to get these things. I was I was speaking with a couple of marketing agencies a couple of years ago and I I I made the I made the conscious decision of speaking to people that weren't recruitment marketing mm-hmm. because you usually get that fubu mentality for mm-hmm. us bias and and it's just the and it's just that that little yeah. mix of things. Yeah, but actually yeah. what is new? What is out there? And I spoke to a, there's a really good guy that does a lot of TikTok stuff. Mm-hmm. You should try and get him on. He's a guy called Ollie Hills at a company called Nonsensical. Oh right. yeah no I've seen his stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah he's booked in isn't oh, brilliant. he? Yeah, 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 yeah he's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, yeah. awesome. And what he's what his strategy is and what he's doing with random businesses. I think there's a I think it's an uh, an Indian restaurant in Bristol that he's taken on. He does all the Birmingham update stuff mm-hmm. and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It is brilliant what he's doing. And he's making a decent amount of money from it. So mm-hmm. it's about how do we how do we sell to the people that we really want to sell to and but identify what so they want in the the people that we want to sell to are So I'm just gonna people. I'm just gonna hug my mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People we want to sell to are people. Yeah. And we know what people do in terms of interactions because guess what? We're those people. And we, we speak about this all the time, right? Like we So our, our podcasts get snipped up and cut yeah, up yeah. into um, you know little clips and stuff like that. I wasn't sold that product by a cold call. It damn sure wasn't off a mail shot. What happened was I saw it on a TikTok. Probably while I was having a shit, to be honest. Yeah. And I've gone, and it's the so five bought, websites. So I my finest yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shower thoughts. The that's what I call them. Yeah. <laughs> when I say shower thoughts, I usually mean like that. <laughs> Showers running, yeah. Um, and that was, it was like five websites you should know about. And it's like, right, if you've got videos on YouTube and you want to clip them into the, and you, it's powered by AI, this, that, and the other. And I've gone, oh, that looks interesting. I'll save that. Got into work and I've gone on the website. Oh, there's a freemium version of this. 
contingent recruitment. Yeah. There's a free version of this. Let me test it out, see if it's mm-hmm. any good. Oh, actually, this looks pretty cool. Yeah, I'll sign up to that. That TikTok video cost them nothing to produce in reality. And what? A couple of hundred, a few hundred quid. At, at, at best. best. At best, because it's an influencer marketing yeah. piece, right? But um, social media is a free advertising tool if used correctly. And yeah, that's totally. what they did. And they generated, like, what, 300 and something pounds, 360 quid for the year out of me by just creating a social media clip. They could have had a, uh, an outsourced team that was blasting out emails and blasting out follow-up emails. They could have had an outsourced team calling me up and be like, oh, we see that you do a podcast and let me just tell you about this amazing yeah. product. Can I have 30 seconds or do you want me to strangle my mum? Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've heard similar sales, sales <laughs> you know what I mean? conversations and tactics. And, and it's like, that worked. That worked really yeah. well. And immediately I was like, we, there's something here. We need to do Tell this me. on Rectools because the in, other, the other we, part we're just is, not doing that. Do we, as recruiters, demo the service? Right. So people, the perception of recruiters, and this is why I've, I love our industry and I hate it at the same time for, for so many reasons. We don't tell each other, uh, tell enough about the struggles, the, mm. the actual, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it in meme form and I, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that, right? Um, but we don't necessarily say, right, this is the process. This is how we go from your job yeah. to placing your job and if we and if we spend some time with our customers going actually here's here's our database have a go see what you mm-hmm. see what you do would do differently shall I tell you why because Be- because we're worried that they'll just do it no, without no, us it's, right it's not even that it's it's because we can't show them what we're doing you you take 90% of the recruiters out there right <laughs> they are stumbling upon fees yeah that that's what that's they, a bold but, statement. But it is so, isn't it? Like, but this I, is why this is why uh, we need no. to be this is why we need to be more vulnerable. Mm. I mean, I put out a post about mental health the other day, mm-hmm. and just by showing that I was vulnerable and I, I I suffer the same things as everyone else, five hundred nod likes and fifty thousand mm. impressions because people want authenticity and, and and vulnerability. It's that transparency piece, right? Totally. Show, show me who Bobby is. That's exactly because for. you know I'm not. But that's why these, the, oh, this the these things work, right? Yeah. The whole the the con. The, you, you, I, I see a lot of the oh everybody's starting a podcast these days and blah blah blah. Oh, and it's gotcha. like, no, no, but look beyond what what that is and actually look at the the benefits and the the kind of stuff that comes off the back. Mm-hmm. Of it. I said to the um, the recruiters upstairs, and I was like, look, we do all of our podcasts face to face because that was our differentiator, right? I was like, why are no recruiters? calling up talent acquisition managers and talent acquisition directors and HR directors who historically they always struggle to BD properly and and there's a a real disconnect with and having a conversation around, hey, do you want to talk about a particular subject in your industry or within Mm. kind of the world that you're in on my podcast? My podcast, I'm connected to 15,000 people on LinkedIn, most of which are in the tech space, the finance space and, and, and whatever, right? And so your brand and your business will go out to them. Let's do a 30-minute virtual podcast. Do you know what that is? That's a 30-minute BD call. That's a 30-minute client meeting. Client meeting. So of course it is. Which you Funny enough, would it's what I've got. I've got, a, I've got a client that I work with who I've literally got him to do exactly that. And we've, we've, we've phrased the questions for that podcast. It's around digital accessibility. So nothing I know anything about, but... It's about asking the right questions, isn't it? It's about well, your guest what your, needs to know. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. What you what your views? You know, what are your views on this? What do you think are the challenges? Yeah. What do you think are, yeah, yeah. are the things that are likely to happen next year? Whatever that looks like, well, because we, you can ask some very now, simple right? questions. And look, that might not pay off today. 
Right. That, and it shouldn't need of, to. And, but, but exactly, exactly, right? But eventually that will pay off. Totally. But, like, I mean, we mentioned this the other day as well, right? Gary, Gary V's, um, like, kind of doing the rounds again at the minute, and I watched a couple of his things the other day, and one of the things that really kind of resonated with me was, like, that in terms of biobehaviour, um, you need to provide value to your audience and or prospects yeah. without the need or a desire to make that transaction on that day. Correct. Give them something, let them go away with it. Yeah, yeah. Eventually they'll come back and they'll come back to you, which I've noticed you've started doing a lot of on, on your your social stuff where you guys totally. are giving away a lot of a lot of really good information that you yeah, shouldn't so always be charging for. Absolutely, paper, right? because I can't remember who said it, but if it feels uncomfortable to send it out, that's the thing that you should be sending out. Mm-hmm. And for me and even then we're sending it out to people and people are still unsubscribing and these are recruitment business owners so if that's how they feel about mail shots coming to them why are we expecting yeah. these same mail shots that they're asking their, their, but their people to do because, in the, you, you because you we're not self-aware enough sometimes no, and you, you mentioned earlier about like if 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 we were looking at kind of adapting processes from like what mcdonald's was doing to a mm. client and all that sort of stuff like it, you don't care as a, as a client you don't care about me and you don't care about me as a recruiter or, or my process or kind of what, what my features are. But that's part of the issue is it's like it's it, there's, a, there's an element of ego, which is, no, no, but you have to care about me. Like, you mm. should have to reply to me. You should do this. And I, I'm, I'm are you saying that recruiters are narcissistic? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but, we, so we, we had this thing the other day, right? Tom um, upstairs, he had, a, he had an issue with a candidate. He, he, put a, he put a candidate call in or something, and the candidate was rude to him, and the candidate was, was annoyed because obviously he's, he's had a handful of shit calls yeah, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Right? And, he, and, and he vented at, at Tom, right? And, and his thing was, like, that's out of order. That's like, he shouldn't have done that. But it's like, Tom, why do you care? Yeah. But you've, you've, what you're doing is you're, you're looking at your own feelings and your own kind of your own ego as as a mm-hmm. no no but you, that 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 shouldn't happen how to dare me. you do that to me yeah, yeah. it's like you've it's like you've read slide three of my sales mindset course <laughs> it's that's exactly it. it is not personal it is not a personal is. they're not they're not rejecting you that, right? of course it is and it's because, I mean, I, I, hey I've, I've been in that, I've, I've been in those shoes I remember how di- how difficult it is to not take things personally yeah but the moment I stopped putting my own personal emotion into it mm. was was when i started to become a more process driven mm-hmm. b more successful y- your sales your sales process just becomes better like we've got <coughs> we've got clients that we work with that we've worked with from from when we first set up that at the size that we were we had no right to work with them mm. we had no right to pick up the type of work that we did and 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 work with the level of client that that we did but by that point it was we know that what we're going to be able to provide is going to fix a problem that these guys have got. So how many people go out to the market saying what problems they solve their customers? None. That's the issue, um, isn't it? Well, that's, that's luckily, that's the people that elevate. But that is literally the first thing that we talk of, about. That's a lack of marketing awareness, right? But that should be week one at every recruitment business. It should be. It should absolutely be. But because it, it's, it's so layered, though, right? Because... Like in, in a lot of these guys, uh, a lot of the guys that were uh, kind of these sales leaders and, and, and stuff. And like, <laughs> 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 A lot of these sales leaders and stuff. Sales and marketing are two different things. Yeah. They should not be in the same conversation together and so, uh, like, in their mindsets, right? I, I mean, that's absolutely what I see recruitment business, or some recruitment business do. The yeah. ones that are making better better fists of things now mm-hmm. are the ones that have an integrated marketing function. Because the very first thing you do in marketing is what 
is sell the story of what problem are you solving. Yeah. But you've you got to sell that. Your salespeople need to be doing that, right? Yeah. But we don't do that. We just, we, what problem are you solving? Oh, I don't know. Filling a vacancy. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Finding yeah, a job. Yeah, but job. But not thinking, actually... But so, the why because, right? Yeah, Where, absolutely. Why, exactly. So you, you get a developer. What is that person going to be doing? Well, they're going to be developing stuff. But people don't know enough about that. Yeah. Then the people that do know enough about that go, right, actually, what's the wider implications of that application or that mm-hmm. website mm-hmm. being being put on there? And then, funny enough, tr- but I guess the other problem that we face, and this is why I'm, I'm not going to say it's just the recruiters, it's the, it's the candidates as well. They don't necessarily know where their value is. Mm-hmm. Unless you directly work in sales or marketing, yeah. you don't know. You just, you just think, yeah, I just did that project. You then don't think... I use the Next example quite a bit. Other shops are available. Um, Next used to be able to say, or oh, order by 6 p.m. the, night, the day before yeah, for next day delivery. Yeah, yeah. Then it was 10. Mm-hmm. Then, it, then it's midnight. And actually, that has led to year-on-year revenue increases on their online portfolio mm-hmm. by, I think it was about 12.5%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what their total turnover is, but that is millions of quid. Of course it is. And that's, a, that's all because of your .NET developers, your, your warehouse management people, yeah. your logistics the arm, process. the supply yeah, chain, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the IT of supply chain actually mm-hmm. working together. But, okay, yes, if you're the CEO of Next, right, that's a great story to tell, right? But actually, going a layer kind of below that, mm. right, you're the... You're the um, the the development manager or, or you're the finance manager or warehouse manager or whatever, right? Me sending knitting into your warehouse to to be the forklift driver and move those those packages around sounds what, about right. Yeah. <coughs> why is that? Why is that important? Why why does knitting I am need a to qualified be forklift? <coughs> why does knitting need to be on a reach truck for twelve hours a day? Well, actually, what problem does that solve for you, Bobby? Well, that I means see. that I don't have to do the six hours of overtime that I needed to do totally. because um, that work needs to be done. That, that supply chain needs to go out. All which of those products why, need to go. Which is why, funny enough, the best time to meet your to meet the people in your network is when they're not hiring. Because when they are hiring, that usually means that they've got one loads of projects and therefore mm-hmm. they're busy. A person's left, they are busy. Mm-hmm. Or, or having to get their team to do overtime. I haven't got time to meet with you when I'm actually hiring. So... If you so if you actually but that's a completely different problem, isn't it? Because totally right. If I'm if I'm because a no one tells manager, me the benefit of that. Yeah, yeah, but also if I'm a recruitment manager, it's like Bobby, why have you had six meetings this week with businesses mm. who aren't hiring? I need you to bill you ten grand a month. Of course, right? Yeah, and that's the other that's the other problem, isn't it? But also, it's a case of translate because, and unfortunately, clients and candidates have had a lot of pointless meetings with recruiters mm-hmm. where it's amounted to nothing. How many times did we, did we when we yeah. used to work at a big agency that we went to, um, have a candidate come in, they do on uh, they do a paper registration form, yeah. or oh, let me just introduce you to my colleague Nitin because mm. he covers this market. Nitin then goes in, does another 20-minute registration, come out, or oh, let me just introduce you to Bobby who covers this market. Mm. And all of a sudden, you've spent four hours in there registering for, for, a, for a job that doesn't even fucking exist. Which is where, which is where the, the, again, the transparency comes in. And we always say, you know, if, we speak, if we're wedging candidates or qualifying, whatever you say, oh, I've got a job. Mm. You don't. And that's where you're already starting with a lie. Yeah. Whereas if you say, look, what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work with you to find your next role. Yeah. It may amount to nothing, but I'd rather tell you that and tell you exactly how it is. Mm-hmm. Or I have access to <laughs> client A, B, C, D, whoever. I'm going to try and get you in there. Mm-hmm. Imagine, so instead of saying selling in, imagine yeah. if we said, actually, this is what I'm going to do for you. But also, one of the things that me and Nitin do all the time, or have always historically done, is listen, I'm going to be too busy to call you, right? Mm. If you want an update from me, 
Call me. Got my number. Phone me. Whenever you want, just phone me. I used to, I used to say, I used to... I'm the most forgetful person I know. Yeah. If I haven't called you by Friday, it used to be like my candidate yeah. uh, catch up days were Friday usually Friday, yeah. Friday afternoons. Call me at two o'clock. If I haven't spoken to you by then, call me at two o'clock or two thirty, mm. and I'll I'll hundred percent take the call. I used to book in hourly, like, like half hour catch ups, and there would never be half an hour. But into my diaries, I'd be like, right, Bobby, today's what Friday, right? Let's pick up next Thursday. Call me. What time's good for you next Thursday? Oh, we'll put about eleven, right? I'll get you in my diary at eleven o'clock, Bobby. Yeah, I'll give you an update on everything I've done. You give me an update on your side, what's going on, interviews wise, and that kind of thing, and we'll stay in touch. If it gets to 11 o'clock or half 11, 12 on the Thursday, the following week mm-hmm. that we had that call and you haven't called, well, I know that I've got to pick up with you because I've got to figure out why you didn't call. But the guy that did call me or the yeah. girl that did call me is more actively involved in the process and is likely to let... You know, do you know what I mean? You measure like commitment. Two, yeah, it a, yeah, it was a two-way thing. Mm-hmm. and Totally. Like, just not enough people would do it. Not enough people would do and, it at all. But then it feeds into, <coughs> but I've got to make 50 candidate calls. And if I make 50 candidate calls outbound, then they go on Yeah, it's got to be outbound as well. That, 50, that whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, but apparently we can't allow people me, to call yeah, us. Yeah, if those 50 people are calling me, that's not allowed. That doesn't go against my... That doesn't tick my KPI box. Although I've heard recently... There's, there's, there's. I'm not going to name the company, but they're making a, a KPI around business development voicemails left. Fucking brilliant. Right? Fucking so, brilliant. So this is, where, this is where some people are trying to revert to type because of the, the challenges of this year. And again, because we're thinking of 2021, but not thinking mm. about, sorry, 21, 22, but not thinking about 23, uh, 23 as a continuation of 2019. Yeah. And I think I might have said this on a previous podcast. Um, the ONS have, have shown us job statistics. And now, we're, so yeah, basically, like, yeah, it was like 2019, trip. like, if, well, 20, uh, 2008, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. So we've gone all, and then we're do, and then twenty twenty three is now yeah. getting to a point where we're leveling off with the growth that we should we've have corrected had the, the kind of we've the, corrected the, the two or three years of but pandemic stuff. Do we look at that? No, of course not. We're looking at <coughs> oh my god, we haven't got as many jobs as we did last year, but not thinking actually how do we strategically plan because jobs are fewer and that's absolutely fine. Let's yeah. not panic. But you know that let's down. let's build relationships with our with our customers. Let's actually get to understand the the pain points that. Uh, no, that's a mugs game, mate. Just get on the phones. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but, the, but no. if I know your hiring plans for this year, yeah. doesn't that mean that I can proactively recruit? And you can plan whilst well, whilst yeah. whilst doing the tactical, but you the, know, selling in, specking in, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. You can still do the that, prob- that strategic the, element. The, the problem with with that though is if you're if you're measuring against. How many voicemails are you leaving? How mm. many jobs are you picked up? How many whatever, whatever, whatever? You're measuring the wrong thing. You should be measuring how much revenue is your consultant making? If if I if I can make twenty k working one job, right, and my target is ten, and I just keep filling twenty k jobs over and over and over again, does it matter if I've picked up twenty jobs? Well, there was a um, I was going to say I can't remember which American university, but they talk about the dead man's test mm. around KPI setting. So can a corpse do your KPIs? So is it so? Is, so for example, if you're talking about a hundred dials a day, an auto dialer can do that, mm-hmm. right? That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. That, that fifty BD voicemails, something can I can I can create yeah, something that can, that I can that, that that. that. Yeah, I can automate that. that. But yeah. where's the value? How can I book meetings? How but can I? The, how can I have sense behind that? Right? Oh, the guys aren't leaving enough voicemails. They need to leave voicemails. Right? Listen. Just on the off chance that, b- that what will have looked- happened is someone will have responded to a voicemail yeah, once. That's it. And then that becomes the measure. I don't listen to voicemails. I'll tell Why people all do the time, don't leave me a voicemail. I ain't going to listen to it. Well the, well, the thing is, we need to look at these things and go, if I get less than a less than a 5% success rate of this, is this worth doing? Mm-hmm. 
And it's well, the and question it's, is how much time are you spending to get that five percent? Yeah, well? so like I'm, 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 like you said, I'm, I've, I've got a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving away quite a bit of content at the moment, and we're still looking at how many people are responding, not necessarily yeah. responding, because you know we're not, we're not expecting people, because as you said, I don't expect a transaction straight away. No. It's more them thinking about actually, if I am thinking about a training partner, ah, that, that who's that guy that sent me that stuff? Yeah, that's all I'm thinking. And, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm up front about it. I say, look, what we're doing is we're giving you a bit of a gift to say thank you for being on our mm-hmm. database. But also, I'm looking forward to working with you in 2024. Wink. Because that's, you know, at least that's... The 80s crack dealer. Yeah, totally right. I'm just giving, you a, little, just giving you, you a taste. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Other drugs are <laughs> but um, but okay. yeah, it's, 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 it's trying to say. Well, actually, why are we why are we thinking about stuff for right now for this moment? So, which industry I, is doing that then? And which which kind of which well, retail process? does it very well? Um, so, do I, they though? Because I mean, they're shutting down left, right, and centre, though, aren't they? Well, they the are. But they do it well. They're doing really well. I tell you what. Yeah, I mean, Marks Marks and Spencer's a year on year profit. They're, Marks and Spencer's food is propping up the entire business. It right? is. It always has but been. But we're in a cost of living crisis, mm. or cosy live, as some call it. Um, <laughs> oh, gross, isn't it? Um, we're in a we're in a, a time where Aldi and Lidl and discount supermarkets have overtaken the likes of ASDA and Tesco's. So how come Marks and Spencer's food, um, which is obviously historically more expensive, how are they propping up their entire business model? Because they've got the marketing right. Some retailers are doing want to incredibly treat well. You're absolutely they to, right. They go to Marks Food, right? It's, Everyone, because it's not just any. Perceived value, yeah. Perceived value. Yeah, yeah. That's what so it it's all yeah. it's all it's all about that, and all they've done for years and years is it's not just this; it's M mm-hmm. and or yeah. you know, dare I say, Nike. I, I know I'm wearing some at the moment, but Nike have done amazing things with their with their. You know, they have they got me on Black Friday. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> they, they absolutely got me. I bought two pairs of Jordans and a hoodie, and that wasn't from me thinking that I needed to buy them just then. I was teeing that up in my head. Yeah. Four or five months ago, by watching by watching up. the film Air, yeah. if you've seen that, it's yeah. an amazing film. Great film, great film. The, the Last Dance documentary. You know what they've done is they've 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 put different methods of 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 getting your attention yeah. on. They've this. gone. They've ta- they've taken that old. The, in, it used to be product placement, didn't it? Back in yeah, the day, used product to be. placement, right? We're yeah. wise to that now, aren't we? Yeah. we we're That's a little it. bit more wise to it. So and they're so coming like, up with different ways. Actually, if we if we do the let's put the yeah you know, let's pull the fourth wall down let's talk about the story of mm. like but that what that's doing is getting people to think in the back of their heads like yeah yeah because want, we love stories oh, I like that. oh i forgot about those yeah. we love stories yeah. we don't remember i i can't remember a sales pitch that was given to me but i can tell you the entirety of harry potter and the philosopher's stone yeah. right because we love stories we love how they make us interact with who we are and so what we want to do is be able to drive that emotion. I know it's, this might sound really no, you, out you there, but, like, but John it's... John Lewis do a Christmas advert every single year. And off the back of John Lewis starting that and seeing its success, others started to follow suit, mm. right? Audi started following suit and so on and so forth. I mean, Audi are crushing it with their dupes. Yeah. They, but, and they're doing yeah, that really well. They, yeah, and that's, they're, they're like... That this was is, it, this Kevin the Carrot with, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. a this couple of years ago. This is resonating with people, let's pump behind it. And the capital thing the as point, well. The, yeah. the point was, though... Primetime television, you know, at the which was at that time, right? Primetime TV that costs a ton of money. And if imagine sitting there and as as John Lewis's marketing team and sitting down with the finance team and the and the the MD and the board and saying, We've put this advert together, at no point are we talking about any product or service. Mm. What we're doing is we're selling this little story about a little man on the moon or whatever, whatever, right? Yeah. 
Imagine trying to... That was Aldi s- one, wasn't it? The man I, don't, I don't know. They all kind of merge into one. All I know is that every Christmas, it's like, oh, you've seen the new John Lewis advert? Mm. Like, no, I fucking haven't. Like, but... Hang or, on, hang on. Now who's the Grinch? No, or, no, 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 or like it's not Christmas until I see the Coca Cola advert. Coca Cola, yeah. right? right? Like all those, all those right. wonderful so things that take come out. That this mentality time of year. and shove that into recruitment because I can mm. take the, the one time, um, and it, it's the worst example, but it still does the rounds. Do you remember the um, the recruitment agency that's put that fucking video out of them walking in and uh, shaking hands, yeah, yeah. And getting on a private jet, and all that sort of shit, right? How bad that was. But what story did that tell? That painted the really wrong story. Yeah, but, but, but we here remember we it. We are eight years later. Talk we remember about it. it. Right, right. But we just don't do that in recruitment. Who did it pay, paint the wrong story for, though? Because, again, if we're the talking. Industry. And that business, they, they had to pull it down. No, but if we're talking about kind of stories that exist, right? Some people buy into this whole fucking, I need to be like Wolf of Wall Street type. Yeah, I want like, that. Yeah, Wolf yeah. of Wall Street, for example, that that was a huge influence on the recruitment industry because everybody all of a sudden was. wanted to be Jordan Belfort. Of course it was, yeah, yeah. And, and again, it's, it's and a case. Because he was, well, Leonardo DiCaprio was smooth on the phone yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It was just all those, you know, I can imagine enough training videos just put out with oh, that. Fuck. Yeah, right? exactly. Oh, and certainly the objection handling element of that. Which, he, but, which I still think is very, very let's, good. Let's yeah. take that, that example for, for, uh, for, for a second. So that first sales pitch that he does about that little rinky-dink fucking um, computer mm-hmm. software thing mm-hmm. in, in like the grandma's shed or whatever. Mm. Think about that pitch. I want to tell you about a, a, an aerodynamic, what's it, they're at the forefront of military applications, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It really kind of goes through the journey that they're going on. Yeah, you can get on pitch. board. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. get on board today. It's why we buy Rolexes. Yes, the, you know. Yes, there's the the esteem, but <coughs> where's that come from? Yeah. But it's just one guy that made a watch, mm-hmm. and there are so many other brands. What, Rolex, that t- huh? That's what they call you, eh? Rob- <laughs> I wish <laughs> Robert Rolex was here. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I've gone for the Cass- the 2023 Casio. Again, honestly, because I want to thing in the world. Because again, where 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 is the branding for these come from? Apple's, you know, Apple's. Talk about retail. Apple's story and branding and the oh, fact well, let's that talk about a, a whilst co- they're making, a, 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 a you know, could they make though. an inferior product? It's still. But, at the but forefront of so let's talk about a startup then, right? Because yeah. again, it's really it's it's difficult. As if I'm a um, a, a new startup business owner so, in yeah. recruitment, and I've got five members of staff, and I, my my USP up until last week was we're your local friendly neighbourhood yeah, yeah. fucking recruitment agency, and it's, it's like man. shit. Everything's gone global and blah blah blah. Who's done it right? Recently, as a startup, that we can go. Yeah, I mean, they came out of nowhere, but look at them; they're everywhere. Well, there's a. I was going to say, there's a. I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, again, retail-wise, I'm thinking Gymshark in my head straight away from when you no, when, yeah, you, yeah, when yeah, you talk that's about a solid that. Example. Uh, but I guess I don't know. I don't know enough agencies okay, well, to no, then but say. Let's but there that are question. a couple that I can think of. There's a, there's a, a space <laughs> a space recruitment company in Bristol called Avona who. Again, their marketing spot on their their culture or the perception of culture absolutely spot on. I don't know how they're getting on this year. Who who, who knows how anyone's getting but on this let, year? Let, but let's reframe it slightly because look, if we look at places like Gymshark and Apple, that, that, that's that's one that, that's lottery winning stuff, right? So Ben Francis, when he would have first started Gymshark, he would never expected the success that he had. Absolutely right? not. So let's let's talk about where the the kind of the not so just the consumer market, actually the employment. Right so now, where, right? So okay, let's talk about. Our podcast, that's a good example, without blowing smoke up our arse now, right? Our podcast, we started filming in January of this year, we put mm-hmm. the first episode out in March. We're ranking really highly in like industry podcasts, and I say really highly, as in like we're wiping the floor with a lot of them, and we're like 
nabbing at the heels of the ones that have been doing it for the last three, four years that are like over Brilliant. 150 episodes. Why? I'll, well, I'll tell you why. Story? Brand? So you're not doing the same stuff. It's not It's not as prescriptive and, and, and kind of yeah. question-led. There's essentially you, you're looking at how you solve a particular problem. So you've obviously come up with some kind of brand. So if you're so if you're a fledgling recruitment business, what is your origin, mission, and value story? Why have you decided to break away from whichever larger organisation yeah. you started off at and create something apart from I want to make money? Sure, that's fine, but there's obviously some personal value. Yeah. So the reason I set up on my own was actually I thought, well, the recruitment business, the recruitment industry can change towards a more qualitative model. Mm-hmm. So that's you know that was my kind of thing, and I want to I want recruitment consultants and the recruitment industry to have a better perception by however little I can do it in in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Then you look at how do I go about it. So what is the process? So for me, again, it's yes the training and coaching's there, but I also get on the phones with my consultants because again one of the things I remembered from when I was a was when I was a trainee was my trainer would tell me a load of stuff, I mean, do do it. but yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. never see them do it. So why should I listen to that? And so why don't I do it? And if, again, that vulnerability, because I'll, I'll get shot down on calls. Absolutely. I might fluff up my lines. And that's okay. But that's okay. Yeah. Because then that shows <laughs> that this is okay point, to right? do. That's okay. So, yeah. it's, so it's about how can you identify what you do ever so slightly differently? Because let's be honest, there are no USPs in recruitment. None. Everyone's doing something. Mm-hmm. I've, I think I've got one client that I know is doing something that is really, really different. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the one USP for, for a lot of people is like if you're if you're working in like a really super super niche type of industry where you're the only person that provides astronauts to fucking the space mm. center or whatever. So like if you if you're doing that, yeah, fine. There's there's yeah. a USP, but, yeah. but for the most part, yeah, the, generally the, speaking, there's the, no barriers there to entry, no, and therefore it's hard to. But yeah, you're oh, talking we do about things differently. <coughs> how? How? Oh uh, yeah, we we care. Show me your care. How, how do you? Bullshit. It's all ghosting your candidates and clients. That's it. And it's right. and it's just like how how have you how have you shown how can yeah. you demonstrate that the culture's there to be able to help other people? This stumped me. We I remember once what um, it was about eighteen months ago or whatever. We were redoing the website and stuff, and I'm going through um, like the a help sheet essentially, mm. and I'm like right, and they're like you know put your mission statement in there and put your values and what sets you apart, and I really struggled because I was just like. What what is our USP? We're mm. a recruitment agency in Coventry. So are so many others. Yeah. Um, we specialise in accountancy and finance and di- tech and digital at the time. So do so many others. And I really really struggled. And it was that point where I was sort of like, oh fuck, man. Like, what is it about this? Because, is where the problem is. Well, that's the thing. So at the end of the day, we're all thinking that we're reinventing the wheel. But what we really need to think is that we can't reinvent the wheel, but we can customise the spokes a little bit. Yeah. And so what is it in that customization of the spokes that you do differently? Mm. So, um, so you know, you don't have any one thing that's a USP, but the, there's a comp- almost like a compound yeah. USP. I do this, 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 and this. That's why, that's the secret source of what I do. But we don't, again, we're too busy thinking, oh, there's got to be one thing that we do differently. Mm. No, we don't need to do that. It's more a case of we care, but we show we care by doing this. We do these little things. We get all this stuff. And this is why our fill yeah. rate so is whatever just, it is. Just to challenge you both on that then. Yeah, right? go for it. You're, you, okay, so <clears throat> you said that, that you want to describe a client, a, a journey of kind of yeah. your mission, your vision, all that sort of stuff, right? As a client, why do I give a shit what that is? And also, it's not about- as, a, as an industry, though, 
are we not are we not a performance and results driven industry right so if i'm you me and you could have the best relationship in the world you're my recruiter mm. and we we get on great you take me out for thursday curry nights and we do loads of different things but right? someone's going to send me a cv and that's <laughs> going to be that's going to be cut that could and be not just that, but you ain't filled a job right. with me for two months yeah i've given you four you ain't filled a job mm. with me for two months yeah agreed so what why do what why do I care then about your mission and vision? And it's not like you're doing a bad job. It's just that you're not able to service exactly what I need or you, you haven't managed to get to the right candidate or whatever that's and that's where And that's where the kind of deeper dive goes in, isn't it? So mm. how many of us... Yeah, we ask for feedback from people when it's gone well. Do we ask for feedback? You know, that NPS score, I will still maintain. Most people's NPS scores are usually vanity figures. How many people actually yeah. ask for feedback when they haven't found that, that candidate a job? Or haven't found haven't found the right candidate for that for that client, and when we get to that when we get those real figures, that's when you'll know whether whether where the problems lie. We don't do it because we, I I can hold my hands up and say I've probably done that as well, where I've been too busy thinking about the people that have had a great great story and let's get all the testimonials in, mm-hmm. and not thought where have we gone wrong, and what can I do better for next time, and if we did that more with our clients, just think where we'd be. Like, you know, again, you, you, you talked about transparency. That's where the transparency and the vulnerability comes in. Why would the client bother, though? Well, like, if you, 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 you're in a poor job. Because like, if I'm... Gonna... What's in it for them? Kind yeah. Of yeah, so, that, we want to, so, that, yeah. so the, the, the what's in it for them is that they go, well, actually, you do this and we'll, we'll give you... Yeah, sure, some... I like you. You haven't filled a job with me for two months. So what's in it for me is I continue to be able to like you. You still get to take me out for mm. curries and you know, drop off mince pies during Christmas. But actually, you can fill a few fucking jobs for me. Because I don't, as much as this guy over here um, fills the jobs and puts good candidates in front of me, I can't stand him. And we've heard that. We've mm-hmm. been there. And again, right? is, how, what's the basis of any relationship? Sure, the getting on, you know, the the vulnerable. I talked mm-hmm. about vulnerability and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you've got to show up when it matters. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we've got to look at that and go, well, what are the, what are the things that make up a relationship in our world? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I do this exercise with every single trainee I have. What, who's the best relationship you've had and why? What, what things have happened to make it the best one? And some of the stories I get are brilliant. Some people say it's their best mate and not their wives, uh, which I thought was hilarious. Um, some people say it's their dogs, I, parents, best mates, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I say, I say that to my wife as well. I, I, I'm marrying you, but I haven't married my best friend. Yeah. Um, and and so what we look at it is go well actually time taken you know yeah. times times all of those things being able to understand the common ground but also having a lack of judgment and actually taking that feedback on board mm-hmm. you know you and your mates will say you gr- you're great but you're also shit at this and you take that feedback because it comes from a place of respect and love mm-hmm. and so how can we take all those elements of a relationship in our profession in our personal lives and apply it to our professional lives and there's no difference but for some reason we we think we, we, we get white line fever don't we? we we decide that as soon as we get into the office that, that i think you've hit the nail on the head there really is that the the kind of where, where there's been a leave your you leave your personal life at the door mm-hmm. that has that that's where the change is coming in you've got you've got it you can't you yeah. now have to kind of blur that line between because totally. you've got to bring people, yourself the to the door work. Yeah. used to be the front door of the office but now the door is your bedroom yeah. Right. Work yeah, from yeah, home work from and all home, that yeah. sort of stuff. You're at home now. P- 
people are changing how they interact. People are a lot more open to being vulnerable, open to discussing things, open to being Which honest. comes full and circle. it's like, let's just start doing that at work, right? We, totally. we know how people buy things because we buy things in the same way. Yeah. We know how people react to voicemails or text messages or voice notes or mail mm -hmm. shots. So let's just start accepting that, do you know what? Those people that we're selling to are basically like us and how do we want to be sold to totally so that we can sell to them more effectively which weirdly comes full circle to what we were talking about before about the different generations mm -hmm. so you know our our employment market now is probably a little bit of gen x mm -hmm. not as much as it used to be because they're getting towards a point of retiring yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got millennials as your kind of mid to senior managers mm -hmm. you know kind of geriatric millennials like me who's turning 40 at the end of this year and, and then you've got I say the end of this year. It's like end three, of this two year. weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's in two weeks. Maybe so. Do something special. Happy birthday. No. <laughs> uh, just go getting going great. Yeah, running away from it. Yeah. And, then, and then what we're getting to is our our kind of senior people yeah. are Gen are Z Gen Z, and, yeah. mm -hmm. and yet we're hiring those people. But are we utilising their strengths? No. Because they can, you know, they can communicate to to people at their generation in a very different way. Sorry, Grinchy. Um, to how we would. True. Yeah, yeah. But did we, when, as as millennials though, when we had Gen X managing us, did they did they utilize our skill sets? Of course not. No, they didn't. But we know that. But, but we've always got. That we've always had that generation. Because right? we moaned and bitched issue. about it at that time. We. Fucking 2015, we sat there with our director at Michael Page and said, "Can you give us laptops?" What do you mean? <laughs> can you give us laptops? Because can you give we us laptops. We, we no, had our laptops. We were like, can you just give us the access to the system. And no. we're like, because we because go to because was like, we go to client meeting after client meeting, and I want to be able to present CVs because we have a conversation, and immediately I think that candidate would be great mm. for this, and I have to say, let me go back to the office and I'll email it to you. But I could turn that around and probably come back with an interview. Yeah, totally. Absolutely not. Okay, fine. My firstborn is born in 2016. I take two weeks off paternity leave and I book an extra week off because I'm like, my wife's struggling and also I really like this kid. I don't need to hang around with it yeah, anymore, yeah. right? Might have to bond with it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And I'm like, listen, is there any way, because my wife's really struggling and she's got, you know, um, complications and stuff, is there any way that I could possibly work from home two days a week or something just to kind of ease the, work, ease the load on her a little bit? Absolutely not. What do you mean work from home? We interview... In 2016 and 17, with a uh, with a um, a business owner who says, "Do you know what? I'd bring you guys in at principal consultant, and the one benefit the principal consultants get over everyone else is they get to work from home one, one day, day a, a week, month, a month, a month, whoa, a month." And that he was like, and I was like, "This is fucking stupid! Like, how the fuck are you guys running but these?" But I've businesses? still got to come to Birmingham. Fucking yeah. twenty-eight days. Do you know, of the, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's like, so we were begging and, and and clawing for this stuff, and we never gave it. Now we're in those positions of uh, authority and decision making, and the guys are there going, "I don't want to leave a voicemail because no one listens to them. I don't want to send mail shots. No one fucking opens them." I want to be. I had a sort of post this morning. We're like, "Why are so many recruiters just trying to be content creators these days?" Because that's what their because audience that's what it should be. wants to see. That's what it should be. They want to see Who that. Who are we looking at? Yeah. How many times are we looking at you know random bits of content that's getting forty four thousand yeah. heart emojis on yeah. on Instagram? Like you know, we know that this is where the world is heading towards. Yeah. How can we get with where the world is going? Yeah, just, uh, yeah. I, th I think there's a massive self reflection piece for certainly a lot of our audience. You need to look at it and kind of be like, shit, man. I really do need to start doing things differently because I think. The with things like AI and automation, with things like sort of the the increase in 
content and and the changes in algorithms and stuff i think things are going to move ex- exponentially quicker than they have the last five years yeah and in terms of almost a catch-up right and i think there's going to be a lot of people left a lot of people left beyond are you still getting to the point where you can kind of identify which which yeah. linkedin posts from recruiters and, and other people mm-hmm. are basically chat copy GPT. and paste from chat gpt mm-hmm. yeah and it's kind of funny because I, I use ChatGPT a lot because if I want to create content, I need to think of ideas. Mm-hmm. ChatGPT 3.5 is very good for coming up with ideas. Yeah. It is not good at yeah. writing Delivering things in a yeah. way yeah. that you would say. Mm-hmm. So how, again, you know, what we try and we half-arse adoption of tech. We half-arse adoption of anything new. Yeah. You know, we, we're going to half-ass training. You know, it's, oh, we get to a point where, oh, we think these guys are okay, so see you later. And then I'll have to pick it up again when when people are going to, mm-hmm. you know, people are struggling again. Yeah. And actually what we don't think about is having consistent things, and consistency is key with whatever we're doing, whether we're talking about emails, calls, all of these things. A podcast, whatever. A it's podcast, all absolutely. About it's about, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's all about doing that mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And it's, and it what you know, how can we, I guess 2024 should be the year of being consistent. Yeah. If something works, do. don't stop doing it just because it works. Because yeah, email it doesn't work, don't stop doing it either. Because My otherwise, 12, mm. you're, you're going you're gonna to get the inconsistency piece. Our podcast, if you look at our first lot of viewers, we probably had like five, right? But then that's obviously increased because we just became consistent and we got better at the thing that we were trying to do. Absolutely. But we, we yeah, as, yeah. the difference was we, we're of that generation that we know the graph it takes to get to a certain point. There's there's generations that are after us and we, we, we put, a, a, and we, are, me specifically, spend mm-hmm. a lot of time putting Gen Z on a pedestal. But there are a lot of things that they need to learn too, right? Of course. So one of those it's things about, is, it's about do you know what? Give and if take. you put something out and it only gets a like, so, so what? what? Like, don't take it down because we, we've had that before. We've had staff that do that. I've you had know. They used to put posts out and it'd be like, I only got two likes, so I took it down. So See, what? That's not the Likes, point. again, likes yeah. again are vanity. I don't care likes how many aren't people... Likes aren't bills. Likes aren't, aren't, aren't what I'm looking for. It's how yeah. many people have actually looked at this thing yeah. because the 90% of people on LinkedIn look. look. And that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely fine if that's how you feel. But then... Whenever I have conversations with clients, like, well, I'm, I'm having a conversation with you because of the content you put out, yeah. and that can, and, and it could be one poll that got five votes, yeah. but it made made that one person think to have a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. Or really, fortunately, that that mental health post I put out this week got five people messaging me saying I felt comfortable enough to share my own story off the back of it, yeah. and that's all I wanted. You know, it wasn't about getting likes or whatever my end result is how can i help other people and obviously how can people engage with me to do so yeah mm-hmm. but it's but it's how do we go about it what narratives do we create and how can we be authentic with it as well and whilst I mean, that, being that, consistent that's a big point isn't it i think look, as as an industry we need to just realize that we need to be a lot more transparent a lot more mm-hmm. authentic like you're not going to be able to sit there and be like i've got loads of different usps i've got this going no, for me of course not. listen i'm just trying to i'm just trying to do what 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 is right for you as a as a, as a client and, and and you as a candidate which is what we, consultancy we this, is we had, we had a meeting with a it was an internal recruiter like internal recruitment manager at national grid and he was like yeah but guys like well, all right, well what's your usp and, and i remember because i was looking at sean thinking i'm going to say it in a minute and he kind of cottoned on and he went what do you want me to say what do you want me to say mm. to that? What's your USP? I get to candidates faster than everybody else. I'm the fastest man alive. What What do you want me to say to that? I'm that the you're Usain in recruitment. Bolt. <laughs> like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, what do you want? That, the, what's our USP? Like, we're, we're we're sat here. We've BD'd you. We've managed to get a meeting with you. Like, 
is if that's not enough for you to be like, all right, let me give these guys a crack, then I know what you want. Like, this is just a, a waste of time. And the guy was sort of like, yeah, all right, fairs, yeah. I always hear things like, oh, we reg ate all of our candidates, we do all our references. And it was like, good, you're supposed to. That's not me being like, what, <laughs> makes, you, what makes you a good that's dad? That's a basic yeah, ticket. I look after yeah. my kids. Yeah. <laughs> we fucking meant to, you idiot. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's not something to be proud of. That's, like, if that's you your got, job. If you got a CV from a recruiter and it said, made phone calls, went on meetings, yeah. qualified <laughs> yeah, candidates. Yeah. So job description. Gave exactly, feedback right? in key but that's but that's what that's what our candidates are doing. You know, yeah, ASP.net, yeah, yeah. C Sharp, all that stuff is just basically the same thing. Yeah. What have they used those things to do? And and that's where we earn our 15, 20, 25, 30 yeah. percent yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, through due to the quality of asking yeah. the right questions at mm -hmm. those points to go. Oh right, you say you've got C Sharp, ASP, MVC five experience. Yeah. I know that that framework creates this. There's your market knowledge bit coming in. How have you done that? Yeah, brilliant. What were the, you know? What were the challenges I was you faced? Involved in moving our delivery, yeah. our, our last order from six o'clock yeah. to twelve o'clock. What specific role did you play in that, yeah. and how did that help? You know, what challenges did you face in doing that? Because, yeah. again, we forget that, and, and I'm sure you would love a recruiter that's turned around lapsed accounts as an example, mm -hmm. or you know, turned around the perception of the Michael Sharma group in in some way, shape, or form, or whatever that looks yeah. like. We want people that have seen what difficult looks like and have overcome it. Mm. How can we do the same with the candidates, whether it's in finance? You know, luckily in finance, it's a lot easier because they have some... There's usually more tangible examples. Well, there's However, tangible, it, yeah. it affects a P&L, yeah. and they, they know how, how things directly mm -hmm. affect a P&L. In IT, they don't as much, but they know what, you know, for example, if you're a penetration tester, my favourite job mm -hmm. title ever, you know, ethical hacker, for those that don't know, if you... If you can stop three or four hacks happening a year and each yeah. hack costs the business 200 grand, you've saved 800 grand. And, and the point is that story is worth telling. Exactly, than, the story is yeah, important. Rather than he is, you know, ISTQB fucking qualified and oh God, has been yeah. doing penetration testing for 10 years. Or like years. you've got mechanical Thanks. design engineers or automation yeah. engineers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they stop Jaguar Land Rover from shutting down for three minutes a, minutes a, a month, yeah. Every minute that the Jaguar Land Rover shuts down is roughly about a quarter of a million in, in, in lost revenue. I think every minute that open, they're probably losing. Ironically, it's better to shut. Uh, but, but, but yeah, so, so it's looking at those, you know, actually, can, can we as consultants yeah. forget the my, recruitment my side of things? My job is to sell that story. Yeah. My job is to sell the story. Yeah. My job is to show the emotion. Again, you know, you could talk about the, the you know, Omega watches. Great watches, I'm sure, but everyone wants to be James Bond, don't they? And that's the story that's mm. being sold. The moon watch, the, this watch went to the moon mm. and was still able to survive. Yeah. It's those things that we want. So how can we get those passionate, emotive things about our candidates? What does our candidate do that actually stirs up some actual emotion? Mm. And that's where you get your great recruiters. I like, I like that. I think that's a great place to finish. Yeah. It gives a lot of people a lot of things to, to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sell the story. Spend 2024. Selling, selling the story, story and being consistent. That's all you want. Perfect. I like it. Well, Bobby, thanks very much for uh, yeah, for joining us no such short notice. Absolute pleasure. I'm only down the road. Happy you just 40th let me know. birthday for uh, when? When is it? 17th of December. 17th of December. Very nice. Yeah, you're not we, doing anything for it now. Uh, well, we had a. I had a surprise party that my that my wife kind of let me know about weeks before. Um, that happened a couple of weeks ago, and then. Um, no, we're just gonna we're just gonna chill out now and then plan something for the new Sean's year. Sean's wife made him made him throw a surprise thirtieth birthday party. Brilliant! Yeah. Explain that. 
Yeah, for yourself. No, 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 for, oh, her. Her. No, for her. She wanted for her thirtieth. She wanted a surprise birthday party. Whereas I found out about it, but my, but Tasha was trying to still make it a surprise in some oh, way, shape, or form, which like because she was so gutted that I found out. Because basically, she she uh, told me about some photos. Yeah, yeah. And then I swiped Just left instead of right, <coughs> oh. and and it was the invite to my own party, and I was like, oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah. But I'm usually quite forgetful. I could have just forgotten about it, and I wouldn't have remembered. But I mean, to be fair, I pulled it off though. She was surprised. Really? Yeah. Wrong, a different day entirely. No, it was the weekend of her birthday. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was the weekend after her birthday. No, Remember, no, it was the weekend. It was on no, Penny's birthday. The weekend birthday. of her birthday. Oh was, no, 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 that's right. So the weekend before her birthday was my uh, another friend of ours. Like, yeah, yeah, birthday party. Her, yeah. And so we took him out for a spa day. This Saturday yeah, yeah. while the party was getting all set up, and we're heading back over, and 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 he was like. Mate, Lauren thinks it's her birthday party. <laughs> like Lauren literally thinks it's her birthday oh, party. Oh, Bree, you did the hoax part. That's yeah, excellent. And, and he, he was like, I don't know how she's going to react because she's not going to be fucking happy that it's not her party. <laughs> Fair play. No, I was totally was grateful. Off the having bit, yeah. Yeah. having 100, 100 of my mates in the same room, that was brilliant. Like, what more can I ask for? So, uh, Perfect. So that's all I need, really. Uh, yeah, yeah, good. Well, well, I hope it goes well. And, uh, cool. Yeah, make Merry Christmas and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and all those things that you celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> you need to cut before somebody says something rude. <laughs> <laughs>